everybody. You're listening to the 514 Football Podcast. I'm Joey Alfieri, and uh, joining me a little later in the week as uh, we just we had some scheduling uh, issues, couldn't get everybody on the same page at the same time, and who really wants to talk about that uh, miserable red-black scheme from last Friday night? Anyway, it's playoff time, so we're talking playoff football. Al's in Hamilton for the East semifinal on Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, again, I'm Joey Alfieri. With me, as always, my pops, Frankie. Frank, what's going on? Joseph, uh, doing good, doing good. A uh, bit of a long day, but doing good. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we're together. All right. Uh, Jeff, what's going on, my brother? Hello, hello, hello. Not much. Just uh, bracing for the biggest game of the season uh, coming up. Yeah, I think we've uh, resolved your uh, microphone issues because uh, some of the number one feedback that we've gotten from uh, different fans that have been listening uh, is that your mic is either low or either high. We try to fix it in editing, but I think I think we've got it. And uh, our well, my cousin, Jeffrey's cousin, Frankie's nephew, the only one of us who's played football at a high level, former Concordia Stinger, uh, former uh, Montmorency offensive lineman as well, Michael Gravino. Mike, what's going on? Yeah, how's it going? Also, we were about to cut Jeffrey if his mic didn't work this week again. So it was his last week to fix it. So we're pretty happy. I'm like the Antwi of the group right now. I'm on like thin ice. If I, if I fumble one more time with this mic, it's over. <laughs> okay, so okay, so here's what I want to here's what I want to say, and uh, Jeff, you're a little bit low, so maybe you want to boost it a little bit. Uh, but that I guess I'll start with you because yeah, everyone was talking about the uh, the Jeshron Antwi fumbles, and I guess this is just the only thing I'm going to mention from Friday night. Uh, there were two fumbles lost. He fumbled another time, and I had some people come at me on Twitter say, "Well, they sat stand back. They thought the game was over." First of all, Kahari Jones said that. Uh, Standback was nicked. Now, whether it's true or not, we'll never know. Uh, and secondly, uh, there's some people that were saying, oh, Antwi clearly wasn't ready for a role like this. I'm sorry. I know he got a bigger role than normal in the second half of that game against Ottawa. But that Antwi was good all year. Every li- yes, limited was, opportunity, yeah. he was very good. Look, he, um, he basically... Uh, <laughs> did what running backs shouldn't do, and that's not protect the ball. He uh, he, he just uh, he just didn't protect the ball, and he he fumbled the ball actually on three occasions. He was fortunate enough to recover one of the three, and uh, the, those two fumbles cost us the game. Uh, it's as simple as that. We could look at uh, at a whole bunch of different things, but it's the, the those those they cost us fifteen points, and uh, there went the game. But, but he's, he's been good all year. Had been, he's good. been good like all he, year. He deserved the benefit of the doubt. Joey, guys, look at the number of yards he got per carry. Those were were half-decent gains he got. It's just that he ended up fumbling the ball twice, and it cost us big time and and that's what that's what cost the owls the game it's it's the, the look uh, they can talk about the defense not being able to stop the red blocks on that last drive yes i agree but when when momentum changes during a game that was a momentum changer at the end and it's it's tough to stop the the the, the, the red blocks when the, the you know Winds got out, gone out of our sails and into theirs, and you know they, they came up with that ninety-six yard drive and uh, the winning score. So okay, so I guess yeah. we are going to talk a little bit about, about Friday night. Mike, is there anything yeah, you wanted to say, Mike? Jeff, uh, is there anything you guys want to jump in and oh, say about Friday before we preview uh, Sunday? Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I just want to comment. I like uh, commenting on the officiating, and I'm just going to say one thing that the Alouettes <laughs> are more or less fortunate that. They blew had to blow both their challenges on two calls that should have never had to have been challenged. 
yeah. Clearly, clearly. I think the CFL has a officiating issue. Um, those were, if I'm the general manager or football operations or president or whatever, I'm cutting up the clips, highlighting where the refs are standing, every different angle, and I'm sending it to the league, and I want to know exactly how did they miss these two calls. Because in the playoff game, if you blow your two challenges early because of stupid stupidities like this, it could cost you. It could cost you sure. the game. Now, it didn't cost it to us last week or the LS last week, but it could have happened and it would have sucked for everybody involved. So that's my one comment uh, about the game. I have other comments, like I wish uh, Coach Jones goes for a bit more on third down. There's a couple of opportunities when they were at midfield. They're just crossed midfield. On, it would have been third and four, third and, uh, third and four a couple of times. They didn't go for it. I kind of want to see that in Hamilton. But uh, other than that, uh, I think the fumble speaks for it. The fumble speaks for itself, yeah. and uh, that's it. Yeah, they, they, just before I let you jump in, uh, Mike, the challenges, you're 100% right. Like, I wasn't going to mention them, but uh, just in stadium, I was sitting high up. We were uh, – shout out to uh, Bell Media, TSN uh, 690. Uh, we were in uh, one of the suites. Uh, so I didn't have a great view, but even to me, it was obvious that the Absher catch was a catch, that he got a foot down. And his back was to me unless he bobbled the ball which i didn't see uh to me it was obvious uh, and then the no catch was it rj harris the the no catch it bounced the, on the ground i mean it was I think pretty so. obvious it was either harris or davis yeah well, anyways i think it was harris but anyways he, it was clearly incomplete so yeah unfortunately they had to drop both but that's not why they lost uh mike before we move on to sunday do i want to jump in you know what I like to learn from the negative and talk about the positive so uh let's go ahead and talk about the positive jake winicky yeah this is the time for him to activate man what a game for him that second touchdown where he leaped like great athleticism right there and he basically double coverage and landed on those two red blacks uh, it was a beautiful touchdown really uh, what a great game by him and uh, the podcast yeah Oh, he does? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, no, I don't no, know. I was just going to say, we, they, we, we they, brought we it up last week. No, exactly, yeah. We brought it up, yeah. And uh, no, really, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Jake Winicky. He had a really good game, and this is the time that we need him. So uh, hopefully he can continue this and going on to next week. Yeah, it was important, Mike. I, I'm glad you mentioned it because we did talk about it, and I asked you guys last week here how concerned you were. Um, and look, I mean, with no Eugene Lewis, they, they rested Lewis, and, and it was going to be with Jake Winicky. Uh, you know, target season, and and he did well. He did very well. Unfortunately, the offense kind of dried up at 18-3 uh, going into the second half. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, at least there were some signs uh, of life. Uh, okay, so let's go into uh, Sunday, preview this game. It's always – it always just seems like it's exciting, nail-biting games when it's uh, Hamilton and Montreal, except for August the 27th, the home opener uh, for the Alouettes. Uh, so the Tiger Cats won that game. Was it 27-10? I believe it was. And then, of course, there mm-hmm. was the thriller at the beginning of an uh, beginning of October uh, when the Alice came back uh, and won 23-20 uh, against the uh, against the Tiger Cats in Hamilton at uh, at Tim Hortons Field. So I, I don't <laughs> I don't know how to feel uh, about this game. I uh, just I feel like it's a toss up every time these two teams play. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Mazzoli. Uh, to start at least uh, for the Tiger Cats. Trevor Harris is going to start, of course, uh, for the Alouettes. Masoli didn't really look good. He didn't start the first game. It was Dane Evans that did. Uh, but he didn't look good when he did start on uh, in that game in October. I mean, they, they moved the ball sporadically, I thought, uh, at times. And it was really Montreal that kind of shot themselves in the foot uh, in, the, in the second game before. You know, Vernon went out. Matt Schultz gave them a bit of life. Vernon came back in. Uh, and they ended up uh, they ended up winning the game, uh, going ahead late and having to win uh, in overtime. So 
from a quarterback perspective, and we got the injury report already. We're recording this on uh, on Wednesday, November the 24th at 6 p.m. So we got the injury report uh, in from the Owls and the Tiger Cats. And Matthew Schultz uh, is practicing in full. I'm not going to ask you who's going to start. I think it's, you know, I think we know it's going to be Trevor Harris. Yeah, but it's going to be Trevor Harris. I'm curious. Sure. I'll start with you, Mike. Curious which backup quarterback we see first, Schultz or Evans? I think Sunday. Dane. I'm I'm more scared of Dane Evans. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm more scared of Dane Evans than Nasoli uh, this year, at least against the Alouettes. Um, so I think we're gonna see Dane Evans a lot earlier than uh, we're gonna see uh, Matthew Schultz. Uh, I'm I'm just really excited for Sunday. I think it's gonna be a great game. I think the Alouettes healthy uh, brings something to the table that I think could win them a championship this year. So I I just I'm really looking forward to this Sunday and seeing what happens. What is that? You say they have something that can bring them to a championship. What do you think that is? They have that great defense. I think they have a championship defense for one. And all they have to do is not shoot themselves in the foot. I think if they they stay disciplined, I think no one could beat them in the league. That's that's not somebody. I'm, I'm okay, not so you're echoing. Exactly. Okay, so I'm glad you said that because Patrick Levels <laughs> uh, came out again and essentially guaranteed a win. Uh, called out Mazzoli. Said Mazzoli, come see me. Uh, Brandon Banks, come see me. <laughs> I love it, uh, man. Was, uh, Don Jackson, come see me. Coach O, come see me. So, I mean, we've seen this before. Uh, Patrick Levels talked uh, before the Winnipeg game in Winnipeg, and the Owls ended up losing. I uh, Just to me, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, every time that there's been talk of guarantees and stuff when it comes to the Alouettes, there was a playoff game. Remember the playoff game in Hamilton a few years ago where SJ Green and Deron Carter talked? I respect both those guys. But it just when you talk, it just I don't know. It never seems to to Is that end the well. The pass interference game. I don't know. They're, they're, those the years all kind of blend in. That that was at Guelph. The pass interference on a uh, Duran that got video review uh, into the CFL for pass interference. Uh, but there was also the game in Hamilton where SJ Green had three touchdowns over uh, Brandon Stewart. I think that's the game. Mm, yes. uh, then there was the low scoring one where Brandon Banks brought back a couple. Uh, so these playoff ones, I mean, uh, against the Owls uh, in Hamilton, it just it never seems to go well for Montreal. So I hope they can buck that trend. Uh, but that do you have an issue with with levels talking? I think it's good for people like us who have podcasts or people in the media because it, it gives them something to talk about. But how do you feel, you know, from an Owls perspective, if your strong side linebacker is talking the game that he's talking? I, I've got look uh, whatever. Whatever turns, uh, whatever turns a person on, uh, he, he, you know, if, if this is what they need to to do in order to to, to get up for this game, and then that, that, that's fine. The only, my only, you know, my my only thing is, uh, you better back that talk up. That, and it's a unit. It's not a, like I I don't doubt that Patrick Levels is going to bring his A plus game on on sunday but it's the unit it's the team itself that basically has to follow suit and they basically need to you know they're, they're gonna have to play uh championship ball type football limit the mistakes like mikey said uh you know we gotta if, if i'm not mistaken when, when was it was it that game in hamilton that they do they also took a truckload of penalties but they ended up uh escaping with the win in overtime did we get a lot of penalties in that game yes, too that's the famous pbr game that, that that's, yeah uh, we have to no, that, that that's you, right okay that you messed it up and that time so it, it was they uh, could, i got it it's uh, 12 penalties 125 yards fyi you can't do that can't can't do that on sunday you can't can't do that on sunday you can't t- you cannot take 125 100 yards worth of penalties because 
it's going to cost you it's going to cost you the game uh trevor harris is going to start he's got to limit turnovers you know we've got to we've got to take care of the ball fumbles and what have you uh you can't turn over the ball against a team like uh like the hamilton tiger cats because they're going to make you pay uh defense mikey's right we've got uh, as good a defense as as anybody in the league uh from pass rush on down so uh, if they can just limit the mistakes and you know uh, and if coach jones can call a, a good solid offensive game I, look i i think they can come in, i honestly believe they'll come out of hamilton with the win jeff i think they can win i like on at first when i saw the headline about levels talking i was like oh not again I'm just like <laughs> just just do what you have to do we were talking yeah. about the field smack yeah, them around yeah, a little yeah. bit and come going to win Whatever. Look, like, like my, like Dad said, like if that's what gets him going, then go for it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't like to see it because if they come out, if they, if they start off slow, and then the yapping starts from Hamilton, and yeah, then, like, I don't know if you're holding it. on the ball a bit tighter, or you're playing, you're overthinking after on defense and the levels. But whatever. If the, if he, look, he looked, and I'll tell you one thing, he sounded extremely confident. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the best part of that clip was our good buddy Herb trying to get a word in at the end. He's trying to ask him a question, and he just kept cut, cut, he kept naming more players. Just like Brandon oh, Banks and, and, and Jackson. I know, and I was like, oh boy. But yeah, well, whatever gets him going. I'm honestly, I think it's going to be a very physical game. Uh, I, I hope William Standback just absolutely runs over Simone Lawrence, takes his helmet yeah, off. So, yeah, I would love, yeah. to, see oh, I would just love to see a shoulder right to the head. I hope somehow the Tiger Cat tweets me. And I wish it. I hope it's Simone. Everybody hates him. I, I'm not a big fan of him. I think last time they played, didn't they give a couple of cheap shots to Standback? Yeah, yeah, he did. Stand up, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and like Level said, we... Standback had his back to him and he hit him in the legs. Yeah. And you could see after Vernon Adams threw the touchdown at the, or at yeah, the end of right regulation, he yeah. went, Standback went right to, uh, to Simone and got right in his face. Uh, it's funny. Everybody knows. Yeah, that was knows. a cheap shot, though. It was like after it was like, definitely it was, yeah, it was after yeah, a play, yeah. and it, even Stabak wasn't happy after that. Of course, but Mike, the funny part is, um, I was uh, it was the that I was watching the Hamilton Edmonton game from a few weeks ago in Edmonton, which Hamilton won rather easily. It was a Friday night, and I was tweeting with uh, my buddy Kyle Mello out in Hamilton, who's covered the Tiger Cats for years there. Um, and Lawrence had just delivered a hit to the head of Wilder that was totally unnecessary. And he was like being the, the Wilder was being held up and then it escalated because it was just cheap shot after cheap shot. Then Simone Lawrence hit him low, uh, but Wilder was hunched over. Anyway, I just, I mentioned on Twitter that it just always seems to be the same guy involved in these altercations all the time. And I had some random Hamilton tiger cats and some, some nameless guy behind a, podcast twitter come after me and tell me oh. that uh simone lawrence was only once he's been suspended oh uh, <laughs> one dirty hit and it's just people just uh, they continue to pile on the guy i uh, i sent uh, i actually sent dad the screenshots from the text uh from you the, from bring the up Kyrie say bear randomly or something yeah yeah like they mentioned right. like oh how dare you how dare Chip. you say anything they brought up Chip. How, yeah Chip how dare too, you yeah. say anything about simone lawrence when uh Kyrie say bear and chip cox played for the alouettes uh, last time I checked, I Chip one, one thing, yeah, I didn't really find Chip Cox was dirty. I did a radio he show on, on TSN not. radio for a year with Kyrie Zaber. And anytime there was anything questionable, I said it and I said it to his face and I consider him a friend. 
I consider Kyrie Sabera a friend. I know his wife. I know his family. They came to my wedding. All right. I consider him a friend. And I still told them. But one thing has nothing to do with the other. Simone Lawrence can be dirty and other players around the league can be dirty too. Dad, we looked it up. Right with Simone, it was a suspension for hitting Kalaros mm-hmm. in the head mm-hmm. on the opening day mm-hmm. of 2019. And then I think mm-hmm. he had two other fines. One was uh, twisting yeah. an ankle at the bottom of a pile. Anyways, whatever. It was a fine this year. I like Simone Lawrence. I have a vote uh, for Defensive uh, Player of the Year in the East. I'm going to be honest with you. I voted for Simone Lawrence. Talking to players uh, around the league, I think this general sentiment is that he's an overrated player. Personally, I don't see it. I think he's good, but I think he's dirty. We'll never I, get I don't Patrick know. Levels on the show now because mm-hmm. you, you voted for Simone. Sorry? Just feel, we'll never get Patrick Levels on the podcast because you voted for no, Simone. No, you can only vote for the nominees, right? And actually, uh-huh. Levels was one of my nominees from the Alouettes for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. So, if, Pat, if ever you want to come on the show. Uh, Look <laughs> me for my Simone for comments you. and post it on Twitter for the Tiger Cats fans. I would love to have my, my, my ads, uh, my, my notifications written Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but that uh, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, when we played that game in Calgary, and there was the brawl before the game. Yeah. All right. Remember Tommy Campbell threw a right, right hand. Yes. And, yeah. and yes. connected. Connect, he connected to what Don Jackson's face, right? It was Don Jackson. I think so. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah, that's it's this. This bodes well for Sunday. Sunday, <laughs> the talking, the talking I hadn't even before thought of that. the game. Oh no, no! I remember it was Don Jackson. I remember it was Don Jackson. And and on Sunday before the game, it is gonna be interesting. Definitely. I hope they can stay. I hope they can stay focused. I hope uh, you know. I want them to stay focused. They've got a job to do. Uh, go to Hamilton, get the job done. Come back to Montreal, and then we go. We head on back to TO um, the week after. But yeah, it's gonna be a heck of a game on Sunday. I'm, I'm I can't wait. Yeah. So just overall, I I like Simone Lawrence as a football player. Good player. I think he's dirty, and I think he crosses the line more than the average defensive player. I'm sorry if this is breaking news to the people in Hamilton, uh, but uh, I don't know. Take your blinders off. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. And, uh, Jeff, just to your point, uh, whether Patrick Levels said something before the game or not, Simone Lawrence was going to talk because that's what he does, and he's 100%. very good at it. So uh, I hope – listen, uh, for William Standback's sake, I hope that he, he runs him and everybody else over. But – that brings me to my next point, guys. And I don't oh, know. Joe, Joe hang on a second. Yeah, before, sure. before you go to your next point, yeah. just to get back to the injury report. Yes. O-line. Yeah. I'll, I have state got it of, for you. State of our O-line. So uh, let me get it to you right now. So uh, Tony Washington, calf, full participation. Uh, William Standback, ribs, full participation. Schultz, knee, full participation. Uh, David Menard, ankle, limited. Eugene Lewis, hip, full participation. Uh, what else? Philip Gagnon, lower leg. That's been a problem all year. Limited participation. David Brown, reactivated from the six-game injured list. The third-string center that got hurt against Toronto. Full participation. Uh, Mario Alford, reactivated from the six-game injured list. Full that's participation. That's wow. big, actually. That's really that's that's huge. huge. Mario. That's huge. Mario's that's big. huge. But Jackson was actually pretty well. Uh, yeah, he played really had well. Had a couple of decent returns uh, on he did. Uh, was it Friday. So yeah, okay. interesting, but it's big to have an O line mostly healthy. I'm curious to see what happens with Gagnon for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, but that's, uh, that's I was good. watching the game on replay, and there was I think uh, Ottawa had two sacks on the first one. Jameson kind of thought that I think Foucault was going to help him, and he never did. No. And then the second one it was a blitz that I'd stand back, just never picked up the A gap. Talking about Friday. 
Yeah, talk about Friday. That's yeah. insane. So the old line, even though they had a banged up old line without Washington, and they were still shuffling guys, that they only gave up two sacks, and it was a couple, a two couple things that were fixable in my opinion. So okay. we'll see what happens Good. against Hamilton. All right. Good. Uh, the other thing is Frankie Williams has uh, been hurt, the dynamic returner from Hamilton. He had a big game, uh, actually the first uh, the first time these two teams met in mm-hmm. Montreal. He had a couple big returns, and he had the pick six of uh, of Vernon Adams, which really, I mean, it put the game to bed. Uh, so no Frankie Williams is big. I saw where their receiver Braylon Addison practiced today, but uh, Orlando Steinauer said that it's still a long shot. I don't know if they're trying some, you know, motivational tactic where they tell everybody he's not going to play. And then all of a sudden, you know, he guts it out on Sunday. I don't know. Uh, but I do know that they're better with, uh, with Braylon Addison in the lineup. So uh, we'll see if he can play, but again, there's some doubt. Uh, there's some doubt there. The, the thing I wanted to bring up with you guys, William Stanback in the two games against Hamilton uh, on the 27th of August, 12 carries, 40 yards, an average of 3.3. Uh, in the second game in Hamilton, 12 carries, 59 yards. It's an average of 4.9, which is obviously uh, clearly better. And uh, listen, you're averaging five yards a carry. It's it's definitely respectable. And I know that they maybe couldn't get uh, the carries as high as they wanted uh, because uh, they were trailing for most of that game. But Cameron Artis Payne also played in that game. He had two rushes for six yards, so he didn't do anything uh, crazy either. I don't know that they're going to be able to get both in. I don't think that they will, uh, but who knows? But Standback, I mean, you guys know as well as I do, uh, Mike, that if Standback is going, then the Owls have a better chance of, of winning this game. But um, and, and look, I, I guess playing against Hamilton and, and falling behind in both games kind of dictates the amount of carries that he would have gotten in those games, Mike. But how confident are you, given the lack of success they had in the run game against Hamilton this year, Mike? How confident are you that they are going to be able to run the ball effectively on Sunday? If the Alouettes want to win this game, though, they have to run the ball and they have to run the ball early. You have to feed Stanback as early as possible, get that offensive line going, make sure that you get extra time for Trevor Harris to make his reads. Um, I think establishing the run for the Alouettes is, is the key in this game, and and they have to attack it early. They have to give him the ball. They have to make sure he, get, he, he gets going. And uh, after they start selling, they run more and more. They start entering more RPOs, and you can start getting easy first downs that way. I think it's very important to feed Stanback very early this game. Even if he has a hard time, the first few carries, you just got to keep at it and making sure that you keep Hamilton on their toes. Dad, you confident that they're going to be able to run the ball on Hamilton? You have your doubts. Look, uh, based on those numbers, I've got my doubts. But uh, it's, 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 look, it's, it's a brand-new game, brand-new season. Uh, the O-line seems... Uh, somewhat uh, healthy and this is where coach Jones is going to have to he's going to have to get creative with uh, with his play calling he's got to keep that defense of uh, of the Tiger Cats off balance and uh, you and I you know when we spoke uh, we, we've spoken about this before you know I'd like to see a few more screen passes you know uh, mix up the plays uh, mix up the plays a little more with Trevor Harris <clears throat> the good thing with Trevor Harris is that that the, those intermediate routes that, uh, that 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 Vernon Adams always struggled with those 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 10, 12, 15 yard uh, pass plays, you know these are these are plays that Harris can uh, can complete, and that that's his that's his bread and butter. So uh, look, uh, it's, it, look, Mikey's right; uh, he's our best player. If we can get Stan back going, then 
it'll be great to the key is is stand back so they, they they've got to get him going yeah yeah, so I was watching Friday, and I'm going back to Friday, and I was watching Friday's game with a look forward towards Hamilton, and what Ottawa started doing was that they were blitzing, 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 and at the, they started, it worked at the beginning, then eventually Harris kind of got it under control, and that's when they scored those two touchdowns late. They were able to get some going on the ground and through the air, and then in the second half, which I thought was a bit surprising, that they stopped, that they stopped blitzing altogether, and they, kept, and they kept more guys back to stop the pass, and as we know, they didn't score anything in the second half. Now I was thinking, hmm, what's Hamilton going to do when they play Montreal? Personally, I think it's going to be on first down. They're going to stack the box like crazy. It's going to be what they basically did to other games when William didn't do much. It's going to be stacked box, come run it at me. Simone's going to talk and it's going to say, who, who could get the bigger push on the, uh, along the front seven? And that's what it's going to be. And then they're going to try and get the Alouettes in second along and see what they're not going to. I personally don't think in second along they're going to be blitzing Harris at all. They're going to be dropping everybody into coverage. And he's going to have to have to slice him and dice him. So, like Mikey said, establishing the run on first down is going to be absolutely critical. Getting it to second and medium or second and short. And a stat they said on the broadcast, they didn't break it down by player, but apparently the Alouettes lead the CFL in first downs rushing. So, right. as long as they could get within that second and medium, second and short range consistently, I think they'll have a, a very good opportunity to come away with an upset victory here because that's going to be the key uh, for sure. Yeah, because you keep the run alive, right? Like second and short, they're not shy to run the ball on second and four, even second and five sometimes. And, and so that definitely, uh, it, it makes things interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if they can get stand back involved. I'm curious to see if they can get, um, if they can mix things up, if they can give Hamilton a different look maybe than they have. And, and Trevor Harris, again, like we've seen Trevor Harris you know, maybe didn't win a great cup as a starter, but we've seen Trevor Harris have these monster games where he strings together a lot of quick, short completions in a row. And then all of a sudden, if you mix in a solid running game, you really keep a defense off balance. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm like you guys, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I'm here uh, for all the trash talk. I'm here for, you know, uh, Lawrence on uh, whoever, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for Sunday already. And I think the interesting thing about Hamilton is, uh, their defense. What I like about it is that they've got guys up front that can give you that push. You don't even necessarily have to send the blitz all the time. I know the defense is aggressive, but you don't even have to send the blitz, you know, between Jagarit Davis and uh, Hauser and, uh, you know, they have Dylan Wynn who gets sacks at the tackle position. Like, uh, you know, not many people we've seen before Ted Laurent practiced today. So it looks like he's going to play too. So, uh, you know, they, that push that they get up front, from those guys, even if they don't blitz, is good. I think their line, their group of linebackers are very good. Their secondary is just as good as Montreal's. They've gone. Uh, I'm sure they can go toe to toe there as well. So, uh, from a Hamilton perspective, like I think defensively, they have all the elements uh, that it takes to stop the Owls. But I think that you know, if you see Peak Harris, if you see Peak Standback, then I do think uh, that uh, that Montreal have a chance with coming away. And I, I just, I think you know, you want to maybe stun the crowd early too. Like I don't know that you want to fall behind. Again, because the donut box goes pretty crazy. I mean, you got to give the fans credit. They're pretty passionate out there. So I think, you know, I forget, Jeff, I think you mentioned a slow start. You can't have it. You can't have a slow start. You can't have that crowd fired up behind the Tiger Cats when they have a lead. I know you came back to beat them in October, but it's just, I don't know that it's going to you know play out. I it's think they have the defense. I think the defense is just playing an elite level that I think the offense will be able to 
maybe like obviously I want a hot start. It would be it'll help, but I think the defense plays at such an elite level that they could survive a slow, slowish, sluggish yeah. start. But we'll see. We'll see how the game goes. Yeah. And uh, again, uh, we talked about special teams briefly, whether it's Alford, whether it's Martise Jackson, obviously you want to protect the ball. And that's been an issue at different times with uh, Darius Pickett in particular. I know he's not normally a kick returner, but he had another fumble. I think that's three on special teams for him uh, as of Friday night. So if you take the ball out of his hands on special teams, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I think he's one of those guys that does a lot of things well. But, you know, if you have your regular returner uh, ready to go, that makes things interesting. And and just going back and watching a little bit of that game in August here in Montreal, the Owls home opener. I mean, the Hamilton offense didn't do much in that game. The opening kickoff, Frankie Williams crossed midfield was in Alice territory. And it was, uh, it was J it was, uh, it was, uh, I want to say, I was about to say uh, Jake Evans, <laughs> Dane Evans. Sorry. I brain fart. Uh, Dane Evans had a long touchdown or a long ish touchdown to uh, Stephen Dunbar, who burned uh, Taekwon Glass on the play. We haven't seen Taekwon Glass in a while, and I know we've talked about the secondary on the podcast with uh, Randall and Money Hunter, who was named an all-star, by the way. Uh, Money Hunter was earlier today, and Greg Reed and Najee Murray and Ty Cranston. They've done a real good job. I feel like, you know, funny enough, Dad, I feel like that game in Hamilton was the turning point for the defense because it was that day that where, you know, you started seeing Chris Aki make plays around the line of scrimmage, and the defense has been totally different since that day. Was that the game after they fired uh, the defensive line coach? Uh, I think so. I think because that was after in Toronto, right? In Toronto, he was there. So in the Toronto game, he was there. The defensive line, what's his name? Todd, uh, Todd Howard. Todd, Todd yeah. Howard, that's right. He, he was there. So I, I don't know if the Hamilton game was the following game, uh, following the firing. But, yeah, that's, that's the game. Look, game ended 23-20. And that's, that, the, the, that's the game that the defense really picked it up. And, and basically, uh, Masoli didn't do much. The, 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 uh, Sean Thomas Erlington didn't do much uh, in that game. They, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they, they, they held the, the Tiger Cats down to, to, to 20 points at home, uh, at home. So, uh, no, look, you, you, you're absolutely right. Our, our defense can dance with anybody in this league. Uh, it, it, it can. They, they need to create turnovers, and we need to limit turnovers it's gonna be a tight game on sunday guys it is gonna be a tight like like i think the point differential is gonna be a field goal i really do i i don't think it's gonna be more than three and uh i have a feeling it's gonna go down to the wire so mike i i i know we've again we've touched on special teams a little bit but i'm with i'm with my dad on this one mike i think it's gonna be really tight and i do think that special teams is could potentially uh, be the difference one way or another. I mean, there's the obvious, you know, like the turnovers and penalties and all that stuff. But I mean, like if you just look at special teams play, like even down to like net punting, like I really feel like big plays on special teams, uh, penalties on special teams, the turnovers, of course, uh, but even like net punting in the field position. Like I, I think this game is going to be so tight that we probably come back next week and at least one of us is going to mention how special teams swung things one way uh, or the other. 
I agree 100%. I was about to mention how special teams is probably going to be the big deciding factor in this game. Uh, I like, uh, however, on Friday that uh, they're giving David Cote a bit more confidence. He kicked it from the 47, yeah. and he got it straight through the upright. So um, I think the Alouettes are really trending towards the right direction. They just got to... They just got to be careful about those penalties, especially on te- special teams, you know. So uh, it hasn't been their best unit so far this year. And I think if uh, they play like they're supposed to play and not take any bad penalties, I think this game's going to be close. But I give it to the Owls. Yeah, it would be nice to have, uh, you know, a special teams revenge game from that Brandon Banks game in the playoffs a few years ago. If Mario 100%. Alford or Martins <laughs> Jackson broke one, I mean, if two would it's be possible. insane. But if you broke one, I mean, that really... Uh, swings things. Uh, by the way, Dad, just to uh, just to go back to what you were talking about with uh, Todd Howard being let go it was after the Toronto game in Toronto that the Owls lost by three, and then the very next game uh, was Hamilton. So I don't know so that it's all go. on Todd Howard, but clearly something changed at that point. Baron Miles tweaked something, and they got the linebackers uh, like Chris Aki a lot more involved, involved in yeah. making plays at the line of scrimmage, and, uh, and and we'll see. They didn't really give up much in that game. I mean, Mazzoli was 23 of 33 for 223 yards. He had a long of uh, 56 to uh, – it was Stephen Dunbar. Uh, but they had, again, no interceptions but no passing touchdowns. Uh, so that uh, – you were 100% right uh, on that. I think the other thing I'm curious about, guys, on, on special teams – I'm sorry to bounce back and forth between things. It's just like – and I know this is a, a criticism-free zone when it comes to uh, Mikey's former coach, Mickey Donovan. And I, and I think a lot of the struggles on special teams aren't coaching anyway. Um, but I don't know, like, dial up, like, you know, block kick. Like, I'm not even saying a fake because they have faked a couple times this year. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, like, it just seems like other teams get these timely blocked kicks, whereas, you know, Montreal doesn't. Or, I don't know, just something special on, on special teams. I feel like that it, it, when you're on the road – uh, at some point, Hamilton's going to have all the momentum. I don't know. Like, are they capable of pulling something like that off? It's something that I'm very curious to see, uh, Dad, if they have something special dialed up okay. there. Playoff time, they're going to pull out some plays out of the deep out of the playbook. Uh, I think we're going to see things on Sunday, naturally, that we haven't seen all year. And uh, this is the time if, if, the, if the field position is, is right, uh, it's 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 the time to do it. Be it on offense, be it on uh, special teams. They're they're just gonna. I think we're gonna see some some special plays on uh, on Sunday. Danny Machocha came on the radio with us. He does every Tuesday on uh, the drive show on TSN six ninety. Uh, what was the trick play they had a couple weeks ago? The Eugene the, Lewis uh, throw against Hamilton to Quan Bray to Quan Bray against yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah, against Winnipeg. Yeah, and uh, he said that he lo- he came on and said he was asked about it. He said, "I love trick plays. I wish we did them more often." Obviously, you don't want to come, you know, you don't want to become predictable. So I don't know if that means anything, uh, Jeff. But you know, I, I do think that you have to at some point pull out all the stops because in these CFL games, guys, we all know how they work. At some point, even if you get off to a great start, you know, Montreal can be up 14, 17, nothing going into halftime or, but the, the momentum is going to switch at some point And it's all about limiting the damage when the momentum uh, is, is going Hamilton's way. And I think that that's a way to do it. Look, I, I agree with you. Momentum is a huge thing. And like I've said on every show, I think I've said it at least once. And I said it earlier before, I want to see coach Jones be aggressive. You just cross midfield third and less than five. Go for it. I want to see the ball in the offense's hands. I want to see that, that killer instinct a bit more. And I know he's a bit more of a conservative side and I'm kind of surprised as a former quarterback, like don't you always want to have the ball in your leg? 
I feel like it's always the quarterbacks telling the coaches, let's go, let's go, let's go, and then they yeah. punt or whatnot. So I'm kind of surprised that Coach Jones, is a former outstanding quarterback, doesn't want to go for it on third down. Does he not trust his offense as much as I, I do? Maybe it is. Maybe he wants to be a bit more conservative. But, yeah, I, like I said, Friday there was two instances I would have gone for it, and I want to see it right off the bat. Um, I want to see it right off the bat. Once you cross midfield, third and manageable, I'd give it a go. Talking about trick plays, yeah, I love trick plays as well. That Gino Lewis throw got me out of my seat uh, on the, uh, when we saw it. And then and then the fake punts, I don't know. Uh, I'd rather you just go for it instead of – like unless you're really trying to fake it when you're like deep in your own zone. I'm not even really trying to pull punts. a rabbit. Like dial up well, a block I, what, or something aggressive well, I, on the I, block. I think they got close to one, I think, on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm mixing up a couple games here. But – I'm down for anything, anything that's exciting. I want to see aggressiveness and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know if they made the adjustment on the, uh, on the, uh, on the punt blocks, but it, I think they put Nick Usher there and I, I just, he got close a couple of times and I don't yeah. know if that's a change. I didn't notice if that was a change or, or, or whatever, but I don't know. Maybe they dial something special up, but at some point you're going to have to stop the Hamilton momentum guys. We have two minutes left. Uh, we have time for uh, predictions. Mike, I'll start with you. Uh, give me a score line, and uh, who do you think is going to win on uh, on Saturday afternoon? Uh, Sunday think, afternoon, sorry. I think the Alouettes will win, and I think it's going to finish 31-27. All right. Key difference maker being? Key difference maker is going to be the special teams, as we said earlier. Okay. Dan? Uh, 27-24, and we're headed to Toronto on the 5th. Difference maker? Something bold? Trevor Harris. Trevor Harris, I think, is going to have an outstanding game. Okay. Jeff? Man, we're just going to keep going with the Alouettes. 24-18, William Stanback runs for 500. No, I'm just kidding. He runs for <laughs> – I think I, I, I think Stanback's going to have a big game. Honestly, he's been rolling the last few games. Just keep feeding him the ball. It's going to be a nice 150-yarder total yards for Stanback, 24-18. Okay. I'm going to go uh, – I'll go uh, – man, I guess we're going to make it four for four. I'm going to stay positive. Uh, so I'm going to go Alouettes as well. I'm going to go uh, 21-19. I think, uh, I, listen, whether it's Alford, whether it's Jackson, I don't care. I, I think you're going to get uh, flashes of Tim Maypray from the East Final a few years ago against nice. Toronto when he broke up nice. for a touchdown. I, like I think you're getting a special teams touchdown. I think it's going to come from a returner. Maybe it comes from somebody else. Uh, but I think you're going to get a big play on special teams in the Owls win 21-19. That's all the time we have on the 514 Football Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Subscribe, rate the podcast, and uh, we'll be back win, lose. Uh, There's no draws uh, this weekend in Hamilton. So win or lose, we'll be back to break it all down for you. Uh, Have a great rest of your week, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Hi, Simone. Hello. (laughs) Take care.